Make this a group video call. It's free. They clearly haven't met Sue's Wi-Fi. <laughs> it may be free, but it may not be advisable. I think that we need to record uh, about 9 o'clock Thursday night. That's what I think. The hell's 9 o'clock on Thursday night? Well, at 6 o'clock, I'm going to go see Fantastic Beasts. Oh, I thought that was our old time slot. I couldn't remember. That seemed actually familiar to me. <laughs> oh, it can, probably was our old time you slot. You can tell by listening to old podcasts just how young we were at the time, because I like we'd be in the middle of an author interview, and I'm like, well, clearly it's 1 o'clock in the morning now on a work night. I'm like, I go to bed at 6.30 now. <laughs> <laughs> the night I, I did. Remember, I woke up for the day. It was one. Sick. I was sick. I woke up for the day. It was one o'clock in the morning. I didn't know what to do, so I watched Coach. Mm. <laughs> Hi, Danielle. Hi, Sue. I miss you. I know. I miss you guys too. Hi, Herbie. Hi, Herbie. I'm sorry you're sick. Oh, Herbie, be consistent. No, you're just Poor being buddy. Like, yeah, I know. Teachers were asked to mop the floor because our janitor's out, and. They accidentally hit the rug and dumped the mop water out. So this morning, unbeknownst to me, the floor is sopping wet. And here I go, striding through this puddle of carpet and hit the tile. And my foot slid out from under me and I spun around and I threw all the books and papers in my hand across the room. They hit the wall. I threw them 10 feet. I had so much momentum. (sighs) And I managed to catch myself without falling. I love stories that involve Sue saying, I built up quite a bit of momentum. (laughs) (laughs) And and, uh, managed to not hurt myself too bad, I think. I I can feel twinges in my back and shoulder, but my knee hasn't hurt too bad, so that's good. (sighs) And lucky I didn't go down. I mean, it was just like, I had no idea that the, the floor was wet, so I went from carpet to wet floor, or from wet carpet to tile, and I just went, whee! (laughs) Hello. Hi. How is everybody? We are doing well. What's really amusing is I think you came in better on video than audio, because you're kind of crackly here, but the video was HD quality. Hold on. Can you plug it? I had you on speaker. There you go. Yeah, yeah, let's not do... Yeah, we've suffered enough. <laughs> let's not do the speaker, bro. Yeah. No, I, I knew that was going to be a bad idea, but I had to take, like, ten seconds and wrap up what I was doing, so... Hi, everybody. I'm curious what she was doing. Okay. Hello. How are we doing? Brian's kind of a windbag, so you <laughs> never know. <laughs> I know. Get oh. it, windbag, steam, ha, ha, ha. I do get I'm it. so funny. I do get... No, is that... The person I'm dating has a terrible sense of humor. How is, Lo- how is Lord she... He's fabulous. Thank you for asking. Will he respond to Lord Chi, or will he be like, what in the hell are you talking about? She's never read Harry Potter fan fiction in her life. <laughs> no, he's very aware of my fandom life, but I don't know that he, like, uh, let's just say he's read some of my fan fiction. Let's leave it at that. Okay. He's a- <laughs> like that kind of a nerd. My question was, yeah. has he used the Google? <laughs> Did he use the Google? Well, I don't know, because he doesn't call it the Google. <laughs> oh, a few people do. Who, where did that even come from? Was that George Bush? I don't even remember that. All right, why don't we start the podcast, because we have a lot to get to tonight. Does anyone remember how Bob does this? He brings up, like, baked goods. Is that correct? <laughs> Live from the Potterfic Weekly Studios, which may or may not look anything like Fargo, North Dakota, it's the morning show that really isn't 
Point of View Weekly. Stress that it took us 22 minutes to get to the intro. Where's no. Bob? Bob! If you call me Bobo, I swear. Sue is incredibly loud. I'm sorry. I will try to be quiet. She sounds like a phone She's gonna, like, have to she? whisper. She does. She's like a 900 number. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> I smell real nuts, actually, right now. How is it possible you married me and not Bob? He loves scripts. Well, I'm sorry, but I think Bob has some good ideas for keeping us on track. <laughs> Wake up and smell the freshly brewed coffee. Oh my gosh, now I'm stressed out. <laughs> Listen to the sound of Ryan screaming like a little girl. This is Point of View Weekly. When I came home and I had to get our lunches ready for tomorrow and our breakfast. We've got dead air. Oh, my way, I can't cook. I, can't. I was not. I was looking at cutting the cord and right, morning okay. dinner. What? No. You burnt dinner? I did. Like, wake up and smell the donuts, everybody. Welcome to Potter View. See, I did it again, even though I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Why were you doing Bob I'm so there? sorry, Be your own woman. Wake up and smell the... <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, and wait, that's the old introduction. Let's try that again. I'm sorry that was season 2A, Bob. Oatmeal was my favorite breakfast treat, but I couldn't say oatmeal, so I called it Oatmo. Wake up and smell the Oatmo. Oh, smell the Oatmo. Wake up and smell the bacon, everybody. Wake up and smell the bacon and eggs, Boobwainian. You are just a constant presence, dear. Aw, not in the poltergeist kind of way. No, not in the poltergeist. (laughs) Five, we all watched Jen finally die. Y'all called me and it was pretty darn Jim, what are you doing? Everything she owns on the floor. Wait, are we, oh wait, you guys actually got quiet. I wasn't expecting you to actually get quiet. <laughs> Bob, we're on a time limit. Bob's getting very grumpy. Don't be grumpy. I, I'm not grumpy at all. I am drinking. Oh, I wish that I was. This would be a fun party. You want to get vanilla ice cream? I do. Not I, even oh. a topping? God, this explains so much. Well, I got two points. How much did everyone else get? I got three. I got one. I got a rock. How do you confuse necrophilia and narcolepsy? They start with N? Is an article of clothing something that you can wear on your body? Yes. Then I say condom. I say if Bob can say right here emphatically he's worn one outside the house just as he goes about his business. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Ray says nope. Sorry, Bob. Hey, Ray, thought you'd have my back. Doesn't have the fruit. <laughs> It's fracking cold here. I feel as though maybe you should be writing down the setup because every week we do this, you're like, now how do I do this again? Rachel can hear. April cannot. April's always been a little picky, has she not? Oh, Bob's slowing down! He's slowing down! We have everyone watching at the exact same time. It's a ginormous file! This is awesome. It's like Blu-ray quality! It's like one-tenth speed bothering his buns. This is exceptional. You know, I'm turning 30 this year, and I'm not getting any older. People had no interest in being my friend. Really? I mean, you I can see out of his one good eye, he might make it. Are you confusing the owl with the prickly wizard? Oh, I thought you were talking about the mech-mech-orgasm thing that Bobby had one time. orgasm? That's hilarious. That's hard to say the mayoral. That's wicked funny. It's the only thing I haven't been able to figure out. Oh, we'll get work on that right after the McGangbang. C-O-M-E-J. <laughs> Bob is a poop man. Oh, I gave the episode. I want to go last. And on that note. (laughs) And on that note, welcome back to the morning yet not morning show. It's a part of a family of podcasts. 
TM, I'm Ryan, and oh, uh, what the hell is that? That was pathetic. That was pathetic. Let's not even You're go. You're supposed that. to say, wake up and smell the something. <laughs> smell, smell the what? I don't know. Wake up and Let smell the, the putrid smell of Donald Trump's America. Oh, yeah. Remember him? Oh. We forgot we were going to talk about Trump. On that note. <sighs> no, I don't want to start on that note either because Scott, it's depressing. Do you have, you know, by chance, a sleeper sofa? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, depends I'm on how short I you are. Have oh. And I'm short enough to fit. Damn it, Scott, you're so lucky you're in Canada. <laughs> oh, yes, I am very glad <laughs> I live in Canada right now. I may not be visiting any of you for a while. I'm Don't sure. blame hey, you. Hey, you guys, give Voldemort a chance. I mean, Donald Trump. I mean, Vold- I mean Donald Trump. <laughs> I still say it's not Voldemort, it's Umbridge. Did you yeah, see the meme I yeah. sent you? Oh, hold on, hold on. And welcome back to Point of View Weekly. This is Ryan. Oh, uh, Daniel. Do you want to do the whole thing? I, I think we should just keep uh, trucking key. I'm key. Key. I'm definitely key. There's like two of you left. <laughs> I'm Scott. <laughs> I think that's it, because I've already said I'm Sue. Is someone doing dishes in the background? This brings back so many memories, I just have to say. It's um, me. I'm making soup. Which <laughs> We've given her ten years to make soup. She's still doing it. <laughs> well, I just, I started a podcast and then I was hungry. And Literally, nothing has changed. Place. Ten years, not a fucking thing has changed for this woman. Yep. Well, to be fair, you said it was just going to be a chat. Yes, I like a rice bowl. Has anyone ever on the podcast, we should make this into a drinking game. Has anyone ever gone through a drive-thru while hosting the podcast? Because I remember Rina went to pick up a friend once. I remember that. She, um, Je- uh, what's the other one's name? Jen got pulled over. Jen got pulled over. Jen got pulled over. She just got pizza delivered, is that right? I think so. Yeah, I, well, I used to have... When I lived in Manhattan, Kansas, not New York, Ryan, there meet, are two of them. I'll meet you um, by the giant I cheese wheel. Used to get, huh? Remember the time I you, used you're to like get Chinese food delivered a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. We had a couple incidents in the early days where she would be like, "I'm in Manhattan." I'm like, "I'm in Manhattan too. Let's do lunch." And like, I'm, she's waiting by the giant cheese wheel, and I never showed up because it's. Not that one. Yeah. You know, not every place in the Midwest is a dairy farm. Well, perhaps perhaps this is why the Republicans swept the entire fucking thing because we just don't understand what's there, and they they finally come out to that. I don't know. You know, there's an argument to be made for that, but we can talk about that later. (laughs) To be fair, PS didn't realize there were still farms. She did not. She didn't know where the food came from. Oh, well, so precious. Fun note, too. Uh, before I moved to Oregon, I lived in the same city that Ryan lives in now, just in separate states. And the other one. Yeah. So. Interesting. Well, I do the thing tonight. There's a work-related thing going on in a town in Massachusetts, so I Googled the town. I'm sorry, I didn't Google the town. I Twittered. You know, Google the town to see if it, if it was being mentioned on Twitter, and I'm getting all of these hits, and they don't seem quite right. I didn't realize that it was that town, but in England, because <laughs> everyone was talking just, <laughs> everyone was talking just like a little bit weird, and it like took me a while. I'm like, oh, you're English. Mm. That would be why you're using <laughs> such words. So you know, every once in a while, you get the wrong one. So what's new with us? So, uh, well, number one, Trump. Uh, what else? Ryan, 
died completely. Ugh. Finally, did not hear anything that you just said. Number just, one, dead silence. Ugh, I love our Look at Donald Trump is wiretapping us. He's probably wiretapping. He doesn't want us to see. Oh, he doesn't even know how to wiretap people. He didn't even know he had to staff the West Wing. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think we're fine. Plus, the NSA doesn't really like him, so they're probably on our side. Um, so we got Trump. We got she and whatever type of soup she's making right now. We got uh, rushing off to yeah, Canada. I need to take a vote. What do you got? I need to take a vote. Because right. at this point, I can either make spaghetti uh-huh. or I can make tortilla soup. And which should it be, really? Hmm. Which one's softer? Anyone? <laughs> which one's softer? Yeah. Soup? <laughs> well, I'm just saying she's making the soup. I don't think either of them are exactly crunchy. Neither needs, like, a blender, right? <laughs> Tortilla soup can be crunchy. I put tortillas in my tortilla soup. It gets crunchy. That's true. Mm. Well, I'm just going to dump some mix into a bowl. Because my quest to, like, be healthy is really just... Donald Trump got elected president. Yeah, that's right. That you know right what? Let's, new rule. Anyone do whatever the hell you want in the podcast. Because Donald Trump having got elected president of the United States. So, you know what? <laughs> Well, I'll hang out. We don't give a shit anymore. <coughs> I'm just coughing. I'm coughing. Who cares? I'm not covering my mic. Completely out of the window when Bob's not here. I felt so terrible because here's the thing: no one thought Donald Trump was going to get elected president. Donald Trump didn't think Donald Trump was going to get elected president. Nobody knew, so everyone was working off the same data. So Sue's mother was booking a flight to New Zealand with like all of her stuff, and it was like a one-way flight. All of my friends are freaking Hello? out. So, oh, dear. oh God! Oh, uh, <laughs> whoops! I love Ryan mid sentence. I'm still Ryan mid monologue. I'm right here. He's feeling more at home every day. And every I can minute. guarantee you, he's still monologuing. Somewhere. Can you hear us at all? Can you hear me? It's gonna take him like three and a half minutes to realize nobody is listening to him. How can you not hear me? I know that, but I'm the one recording. <laughs> they're not. They're hearing me too. This is all going live. Oh. Huh. Are we live? Yes! Did tell anybody we were live? Well, we're not live live. We're our live. We have no Bob, so we can't be live live. Can you even hear me? Oh, Danielle. Yeah, now, yeah. Oh, thank God. I've been going there. There's a little delay. You said Sue's mom was booking flights to New Zealand, and then you disappeared until you said, how come you can't hear me? Why don't we get Lady Chi uh, back and have her do good. her HD um, cooking show with, with no sound? Um, so your mom was booking a flight to New Zealand. With all of her stuff, with no return flight. All of my friends on Facebook were flipping out. Several of them were breathing into brown paper bags. I think Jed 2 is breathing into a brown paper bag. Everyone was flipping out. Don't forget the oregano cheek. And, you know, like, I was the one coming through saying, no, it's fine. Here's what you need to know. I was breaking it. Oh! Oh my god, what is wrong with our, with our setup? I mean, it's all set fine. Sort of got a loose wire somewhere. I wonder if it's... You're no. obviously still here. How about now? Everything. But the funny thing is, which they have to get, is that this is all being recorded. We just hear them saying you can't hear him. But they can actually right. hear us. Like, all this is just... True. So the podcast person is going to get all the stuff. You see, Scott gets it's it. It's like every certain number Scott of understands what's Scott. going on here. <laughs> Scott understands the reality. So we should have like a sub-group of categories that we can discuss when they can't hear us. So, like, if there's anything you want to discuss, you know, just, like, around the house or, you know. <laughs> but then you never know when we're going if to... If you think there's an issue with the electric again. bill or, yeah. you know, you think we need more oil deliveries or, you know, you want to get some firewood. Surrounded by cats. There are a lot of cats here. 
it, they've been gone a really long time. I wonder if they're going to come back anytime soon, because this is odd that they still can't hear us. Is it possible there's, like, a mute button we hit or something? I don't think so. I think it's the new Skype. I don't know why. I do hear you. Oh, thank God. How long have I been back? For a while. <laughs> a long time. Oh, thank God. I was just rambling. Oh, until for a while. Ended. Why didn't you tell me? I thought you knew. Scott I, was talking back to you. We recorded, so we're being quiet and letting you go. Ah. Break into your recording. Well, good night, everybody. I was filibustering. Ryan, we were like making the assumption that you like had a point. You were moving. No, I was killing and... time until you came back. So, long story short, I told everyone everything would be fine, and then Donald Trump <laughs> won the election. You're yeah. fired. I went up with. The, I, I'm not the guy eating bugs on CNN. Like I was going off everyone else's data. This is true. Ugh. That's okay. Mom watched something today that made it look like this was all planned from eight years ago. Mm. Who planned this eight years ago? Who planned this? Uh, Trump's, is it his new advisor? Whoever ran his campaign. Bannon? Kellyanne Conway? No, well, Bannon. she's she's the she's the face no. of the campaign, but it was it was Steve Bannon. Is it bad that like we can only trust news sources who are courageous enough to say, "Am I really gone again?" Oh, you're back again. Oh my god! You, <laughs> you always you always come back when you ask about what happened. Basically, Danielle's getting very annoyed over the fact that we can go. Danielle has nothing to do with the microphone. What does it have to do with? It, it probably is the connection. It's the internet. Oh. It has nothing to do with the, with the oh. microphone. Okay. She's like poking the microphone. No, I was looking at it because I didn't know. Did you know that my internet, knock on wood, <laughs> is strong? I, know, I think Sue's internet is better than ours at the moment. I think it might be. <laughs> Ever since Donald Trump got elected president, the, the, the infrastructure has gone straight to hell. Yeah, in three days for power It's been seven. But here's the other thing. Like, is it bad that we can only trust news sources who like use the words white supremacist in like the sentence? Because like some of them are like, oh, he's written some controversial articles. Like, really? Like, they based part of, you know, Man in the High Castle off of him. Like it's okay to say he has some very like, I don't know. I feel like yeah. every, I feel like things are changing so much from 10 years ago. Like 10 years ago, Howard Dean didn't get to be president because he yelped. Cause in he went, ah! in public. He did that. He went, woohoo! And like, he didn't get to be president. Trent Lott didn't get to be the Senate majority leader because he said an old man would have made a good president who couldn't even hear him because he's so old. Oh, when he said, um... Yeah, and they read into that that he wished that, you know, segregation... But who was he talking about? Strom um, Thurmond. Oh, that's right. It was his 100th yeah. birthday. Like, right. oh, you would have been a good president, you know, because he's 100, and he's just patting him on the head. You know, forgetting the fact that Strom Thurmond ran on a segregation platform, you know, back in 1948 against Truman. All of a sudden, Trent Lott's on BET trying to, like, you know, buy off, you know, the, the black voters. It was this awful thing. And it's like, you really mean to tell me that you could yelp ten years ago and lose the election, and now you can like mock disabled reporters and every other thing he's done, and and not wear that. I don't know. Yeah, things are weird. So that happened. And poor Keza. Well, I mean, on the flip side, okay, on the flip side. Yeah. To be fair, because I did not vote for Trump, I will say that I did vote for Hillary. 
Um, but, you know, I think for people from the Midwest, there was a real concern, and, you know, like, you can't mow your eyes about this. Like, the email thing was a big deal around here. The email thing and Benghazi was still a big deal. And there was a real concern that she was, like, you know, crooked. And, and I've been reading these really interesting articles about, which I think are really resonating with me, about... Um, you know, how economic reform never got this far. Um, the small, the rural small town America is, is dying and there's a lot of anger, um, about how, how that all happened and, um, and people are feeling, you know, left behind. And I think that there's something to be said about, um, you know, first the Clinton presidency and then an Obama presidency that focused on, urban renewal and reform rather than, like, that's how you get a Trump, like, economics at the end of the day trumps everything, and we know that for mm-hmm. sure, you know? No pun intended. I, uh, yeah. I saw a thing that, I think it was the one um, John Stewart did, and basically it was, I only saw the first, like, two minutes of it, because it was, like, over an hour long, and I, I didn't have time to sit and watch it all, but... The person that posted the video said, I get it now. Trump is their Bernie. Trump is the person that said the things that, that were going to lead to the reform and, and he was their Bernie. And if the Trump supporters feel the way about what he said that the Bernie supporters feel, then I can totally understand why people vote. I think I'm, what was really interesting about this election was that we had two such, like, I mean, although to call Trump, like, to be honest with you, to call Trump a conservative is kind of like a laughable stretch. But to, because um, he's not really by any discernible <clears throat> definition of the word. We don't know what he is. We'll move along. Well, yeah, we don't know what it is. We know he's terrible at business, but he's good at convincing people he is. So. Right, yeah. Um, um, but, you know, we to have, like, the alt-right, like, all so fired up over him, and then the strong left also fired up over Bernie. Um, I think, you know, I wonder, I'm wondering with this, like, age of social media and where you can be, like, you could choose to be in an echo chamber, mm-hmm. you know? Um where, you know, a lot of my friends did this, like, if you voted for Trump, just unfriend me right now. Like, they couldn't even, like, stand to be around mm-hmm. people who think differently than them. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a talk radio like, from, from I, 15 years. Yeah. Like the, in the, yeah. Yeah. But it, yeah, but it's like talk radio, but, like, if you only ever listen to talk radio and you listen to talk radio... 24 hours a day and there was no way to escape it. You know, because that's like how pervasive these mediums that we have taken to talk about, talk about politics on mm. are, you know, you like, I don't know about you, but like I get five minutes of work and I scroll through Facebook and I might see like three or four things that I agree with and one or two things that really piss me off, you know. Um, There's a thing that came out. And then, you know, pictures of people's cats. Yeah, sorry. There's a link that came out today that was like viewing like a conservative 
Facebook page versus a, a liberal one, and you clicked on the liberal side, and it was all of these, it basically, I hate to say, it was my Facebook feed. And then you click the other one, this is what all the conservatives are seeing, and it's like night and day. If you just see that over and over again, it's going to reinforce your position, whatever it is. Well, because people choose right. what they want right. to see. Right. I mean, but, but, that, do well, that, but we do that with everything. I mean, it's becoming easier do you to and do I watch Fox News? Right. No. So God knows what they're saying on there. Sometimes being accidental, okay. though, is the this thing. is the thing. I this is a question I honestly have. Forces itself, and she's yeah. interesting here. Number one, the thing I love about having she here is that she started this entire adventure with us ten years ago as a conservative from Kansas, and she just voted for Hillary Clinton for president of the United States. So I love how times have changed. Um, the the and let me ask right, you. This. I think one of the things about being blue in a red state, though is, like, just to take your point and jump off, is, like, I have to teach the children of, I have to work with, I have to have really positive human interactions with, like, everybody around me disagrees with me. Like, practically everybody around me disagrees with me. So, I'm kind of forced to, like, confront the validity of the opposite viewpoint, especially since it was the way that I thought for a lot of years. And there are still some things about, you know, traditional conservative um, values that I find really compelling. Um, I think there's some truth to, um, you know, we need to walk this line in this country of, like, how much government is enough, and we keep fighting about it, and we've been fighting about it, you know, since the inception of this of this country. But that keeps changing and, the definition uh, of conservatism. It's It changes. Like, the conservatism that Reagan had was different from the conservatism yeah. that um, George Bush's father had. By the time George Bush... Well, I think that the, the, yeah, the of liberal has changed, too. Right. It's become... You know? Yeah. It's liberal, I mean, the, the liberal... Liberals used to be the Republicans. Now they're the Democrats. You go through these shifts every year. Like, the like for fun, I have no idea why I did this. A few days before the election, I pulled up election night coverage from, like, 88, 92, 96. Because you're weird. I'm weird. And it was one of them. I think it was, like, the 92 election, and it was, um, I think Clinton <laughs> won New Hampshire. And they said, wow, this is the first time New Hampshire, aside from, like, one other time, I think it's the first time New Hampshire's gone for the Democrats since World War II. And now it goes most times for the Democrats. So you do these shifts where, where you New expect... New Hampshire or Vermont? Vermont, they said it was the first time in, like, 100 years. Yeah. And now Vermont's Vermont a is solid Vermont. blue state. Yeah, and it shifts. Yeah. It's fluid. Yeah, it's Everything's fluid. Everything's fluid. And it shifts. And when Well, I mean, if you look at, and Trump just won all these, like, traditionally blue states, yeah. I think because he's, you know, for whatever reason, I, I, I really think that the, uh, and I don't know, I haven't, this is just my thought, because I have, I'm not been as following the political post as much because it causes me so many mental health problems. Hmm. Um, but I'm wondering how much the announcement of the premiums in Obamacare going up oh, that probably hurt. Um, affected the blue, the, you know, the blue collar workers. Well, I think they it hits the hardest. I think they were probably pissed off, you know, even before that. I mean, and, and that's true. So the so the deal was that the Democrats had what was called the blue wall. It was 242 electoral votes. They lost three states from that wall. They lost Pennsylvania, they lost Michigan, and they lost Wisconsin. Since then, they picked up three more. They picked up Colorado, New Mexico, and Virginia. Those are the new ones. But the, it's not enough to win the country. The problem, I, the thing I see with Hillary when I think about this whole thing, is you know sh- things shift over time. Certainly, 
Um, you know, when George Bush was in, it was about George Bush's son in the 2000s. Democrat, uh, I'm sorry, Republicans weren't the party of cutting spending anymore. That, you know, Bush probably spent more money than anyone has. And now Trump is coming in as the quote unquote conservative president. He wants to spend a trillion dollars on infrastructure, which Obama has been trying to do for years. But now that Trump's calling for it, you'll actually get it. The thing with Obamacare, the thing with Obamacare is think about what she just said. So you have people in Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania who are concerned that their Obamacare premiums are going up. What that tells me is, number one, they have Obamacare. Number two, they want Obamacare because if they want Obamacare, they would just pay the penalty, which is cheaper. So they want health insurance. They're paying it through Obamacare. And because they're concerned about the premiums going up, they probably can't get it anywhere else. So this is their source of health insurance. They want it. They need it. And it's getting more expensive. So the first thing I said on election night is Trump can't come in and say I'm ending Obamacare because all of those people who just voted for him clearly want health insurance. And there's no backup mm-hmm. plan. The, Repu- the Republicans have been saying for years, repeal and replace. Re- replace with what? Now, Paul Ryan is more of a pragmatist, the Speaker of the House. He'll give them all $50 and tell them, you know, put this towards your health insurance. Yeah, he plan. wants to do vouchers. He wants to do vouchers for Medicare. He wants to do vouchers for Social Security. He wants coupons. You're going to have a coupon. Here, here's your coupon for Social Security. Here's 100 bucks. Put that towards your food bill. And, and it's unsustainable. But Trump doesn't want that. Trump wants to be the president with 100% approval rating. Oh, so God. He will, that's never going to happen. He will get the federal checkbook out, and he will lower these people's premiums. And that's the one thing which, you know, I had Puffalanians who are freaking out. They're going to lose their health insurance. I'm like, he can't do it. And then the next day, he's like, oh, you know, Obamacare, it's not that bad, if you know this. The thing about Clinton, before I have to grab a drink of water because I'm dying here, the thing about her, and I'm curious about how you see this, she in the Midwest, when I looked at her, I'm like, she's walking out into Flint, Michigan, and she's walking into all these communities. <coughs> Excuse me. They're very poor, and she's wearing a $12,000 jacket, and she's stilted in her delivery, and she's not connecting with them. I can see that being an issue, the fact that she doesn't seem to speak to their values, the fact that she doesn't have a solution for their problems. or, or I think she did have one, but she didn't convey it well. But I cannot believe the people in the Midwest who are broke are voting for Hillary Clinton because of the email scandal and okay. Benghazi. For her? are not voting for her because of the email scandal in Benghazi. Because these are things that have been pushed by the Republican leadership for years. It's the smear campaigns back and forth. How, like, yeah. wh- why Benghazi is the number one issue in the Midwest is because because well, someone's think, put it there. I think people were straight up lying to pollsters. Like, wh- everything that we had, all the data that we had, I mean, I'm just kind of talking out of my ass here, but from what I've been reading, all of the data that we had... People were saying, oh, no, of course I can't vote for Trump. Of course I can't vote for Trump. And then people turned out and, like, and voted for him. Right. Like, you know, I, I think there was this, like, I think people are just kind of reluctant to say what they really think, or conservatives don't answer the phone, I don't, you know, or are not interested in telling people, you know, mm-hmm. who they're going to vote for. But, I mean... It's astounding to me. I think they screwed Hillary Clinton because she took her foot off the gas and coasted a little bit the last couple of weeks when she should have been like in oh shit mode. Right. And I think there's... there's, She lost lost Michigan and there was no reason to lose Michigan. You know? 
there's two layers to this. There's the layer, uh, and I have to grab a drink after this because I'm going to start choking, but the the difference is I see there's the, the, there's the part where she didn't get the Midwest. She assumed it was a lock. No Democrats lost it since her husband. She can focus on Arizona and Georgia and the states, you know, Nebraska, the states where she can pick up, you know, extra votes, and she can ignore the Midwest because she's in the win it, the, the, the Rust Belt, and she obviously lost the whole thing. I get that, but I can't get the fact that people are more concerned about her freaking email server than they are about the fact that Donald Trump's campaign was in cahoots with the Russians. Like, one doesn't well, bother I think if I think if you ask the average, like, really... I, I don't... I'm not trying to be rude here, but let's face it. A lot of Trump's voters are the least educated, and, you know, these are people that probably are not even paying attention to the fact that there are ties to Russia. And I'm not, like, I, I think well, they don't, I, I, I think they fair. don't know no, or they no, don't care. I refuse to let you say that. That's not fair. I'm sorry. That's not fair. Like, you cannot make sweeping generalizations about people being less educated like you would, but if you look at if you break if you break down who voted for Trump, if you broke down a lot of the people who supported Trump, these are people without college degrees. That's just a fact. Which doesn't make them any dumber or. Did I say know, they were dumb? I did not say they were dumb. I said they were less educated. Yeah, but the implication is that they're less intelligent. Like that, if they just had a little bit more education, they would have made a better choice. Like, I'm I'm trying to be very respectful of what you're trying to say, but this is something that comes out of the mouths of, like, people who are liberal. They really need to think about the implications of what they're saying because it shuts down conversation. I think part of it is involuntary because a lot of these people are poorer people who can't afford Let me to ask, more yeah, but here's a, here's a serious question, though. This is a serious thing. Do, like, look at who won who. Donald Trump even made a campaign statement at one thing saying, I love the, the uneducated. Like, and I, at the time, I'm like, you're calling your supporters uneducated. And at the time, I thought they might actually be offended by that, but apparently that was a, that was a thing to hang over their hats. I don't know why. But here's my question. Why is Benghazi? Why is the email scandal? Why is that more important than a foreign government trying to push an election? Serious well, question. Well, I think because, because they're the consuming, they're also recent. consuming yeah, well, they're putting, they're, they are consuming, your media emphasizes one set of problems and diminishes another, and the media that gets consumed around here emphasizes one set of problems and diminishes the other. Like, people right. who are like, oh, the fact that she didn't follow top secret, you know, top secret security protocol, that's not a huge deal. Everybody does that. Like... Like, that was the reaction of a lot of my liberal friends. Like, you guys need to calm down about that. Whereas, and, you know, whereas certain things, like the fact that she got debate questions leaked to her. Like, how much coverage did that get on the liberal network? It got like, coverage, but the difference is... None. I, but here's the thing. Like, I researched the cover, the de- debate question she got. She got a debate question in Flint, Michigan. And the question was the mother who was asking the question about the water. If you're going to, now, Don Brazil shouldn't have leaked the question, but if you're going to Flint, Michigan, with Bernie Sanders at a Democratic debate, do you honestly mean to tell me Hillary Clinton didn't think someone was going to ask about the water? No, I mean, but you still need to tell, you know, like... Right, but it's, yes, it's a thing, but did I get upset about that? No. 
She yeah. comes off crooked. That's why she didn't get elected. She comes off establishment and crooked. Honestly. But I this is, for her. But, but here's I the, was a fan. Here's the thing, saying. though. Can I just ask this out? And this is the thing. Because you see this with a lot of supporters, and you're kind of doing it now, even though you're on the other side. When they start, I'm like, devil's advocate. No, I understand like that. I, I understand that. Because here's the thing. I was, I, I've told the story in the podcast before. During the Terry Schiavo incident in 20, when the hell was that? That was, Bush was in, it was like 2004. Terry Schiavo. Or 2004, right? 2002, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So the Terry Schiavo incident. Sean Hannity was on talk radio interviewing whoever, and he was explaining how Terry Schiavo's husband murdered her. He planned her death. He planned her execution. He walked through the entire sequence of events how Terry Schiavo's husband is a cold-blooded killer. He then went off the air. Mm-hmm. The next guy came on. First caller called up and said, well, it's been documented and proven that Terry Schiavo's husband is a murderer. And then regurgitated everything he just heard. How many people call her crooked Hillary like they invented it? Yeah. A lot of people parrot. Whatever the hell Donald Trump, whatever the hell Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, whatever the hell they say, they just parrot it. And well, and I think to say, but to be fair, the same thing happens on the other side. You have the people that you listen to. Like you can't tell me that you don't watch Rachel Maddow and like think everything. I do, but I also know what Hannity. I do, but I also know what Hannity's saying. I also know about the question from Flint, Michigan. I also know what the other side is saying because I also research that. Yeah. I think that there are conservatives who do that too and just choose to see it differently than you. They're not less intelligent than you. They're just choosing to prioritize different information over what you chose to prioritize. Like, I genuinely think what concerns me about this country is not necessarily Trump's election. It's the political social environment in which he, like, rises to power because people diminish the viewpoint of conservatives in this country. And they do it with authority. They sit on television or, you know, and they they mock, like, the racist, misogynist conservatives and, like, oh, if these people had just taken a college class and learned what racism was or if these people really understood, you know, economics, they would not, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it shuts down conversations. Let me ask you a question. If Joe Biden was the Democratic nominee, who would be the new president? If Joe Biden was the Democratic nominee? Yeah. I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around that. Hold I'm on. Not. Give me a second. If Joe Biden were the nominee, he would have won Pennsylvania, Michigan, and, and Wisconsin. Absolutely no question about yeah. it. So he would have been the president. But would he have won New Mexico? Yes. Um, I don't know. He would have. Based on where the, Democrat, where the demographics were, he would have. He may not have won North Carolina, He may not, have, but neither did... Hillary, and you don't need it. Neither did Obama the second time. He would have been the nominee. Bernie Sanders were the were the nominee. He would have beaten Trump. It wasn't an issue of conservatism versus liberalism. It was an issue of the Rust Belt felt that the the nominee of one party did not speak to their values. Mm-hmm. It, if 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 a liberal was up there who who spoke to their values, I don't think they really wanted Trump. I think they wanted someone different. I think if it was Joe Biden who spoke to their values or Bernie Sanders who offered something different, they would have picked either of them before Trump. Yeah. But they had Hillary Clinton. No they, but Hillary is establishment. Trump being the the Bernie for the other side, right? Because yeah, they were both anti-establishment people who were going to come in and make some changes and tear down the stuff that people feel has just been 
going on like a machine and not changing. But the thing is, so when you vote for... This is the thing. I don't like what I have now, so I'm going to vote for something different. Even if that something different is is ten times worse than what I have now, I still want something different. Mm-hmm. There, there's something to be said when you well, don't examine your choice, when you don't look at, well, what could happen other than it feels good to vote for Trump? To, to say a simple sentence, make well, America great again. How are you going to make America great again? He's never said that was going to make America great again. The day he got elected, he reversed most of his policy positions. That's the thing mm-hmm. that drives me nuts about it. Did the did a lot of the people who well, voted for him? Yeah, good. No, I'm saying I understand that, but I think that this urge that you have, like, to constantly say that people who voted for Trump didn't think through their choice. I don't think they voted for, through their choice. Like, I just. I don't think they voted. I, I don't think they thought through their choice at all. And I think if they had a different Democratic candidate, they might have voted for them. I don't think they thought through their choice well, at all. I think that they. I think that I honestly think most people thought about this election more than they thought about previous ones. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but just based just based on the number of conversations that I saw happening around me, like in real life, like people agonized over this choice. There was a lot of discussion and to say people just thought like Ryan I of course I really respect you and you know I really value our friendship but I think that you have this you need to start thinking about the things that you say and the way that you say them because you're talking about like members of my family like they don't think about the things that they do and they do they like they everybody that I know that voted for Trump takes their civic duty like very seriously, they just didn't vote for our person. They can have. Like, here's the thing: you can. I, I know. I know people. People. Everybody who voted for Trump didn't think it through, which is what you're saying. I know people who voted for Trump because they liked his position on taxes, and at the same time, they said he's a disgusting human being. But I like his position on taxes, and I don't like Hillary. And I say, why don't you like Hillary? And they say, oh, the whole thing with her email. I said, what about the thing with her email? Oh, she shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done what? Oh, it's she's crooked. And they cannot, for the life of me, tell me what was wrong with the email situation. They don't know what it means. They just know that Hillary is crooked because of the email. And then sometimes they'll throw Benghazi at me. And it's like, tell me what it was. Because you have someone who sexually abuses women. He sexually abuses children. He sexualized his own daughter when she was a year old. He mocks disabled reporters. No, he hires an anti-Semite. So when people say that they they gave, they gave a lot of time, whether or not Trump is an awful person is not up for debate. Right. But I understand that people of whether people who voted for him are are or aren't is. I don't think they're off. I don't think people who voted for him are awful people. I know people who voted for him, and when you ask them their reasons, if like and we, you mentioned earlier. Um, the people who say, if you vote for Trump, get off my Facebook. I don't want to be friends with you anymore. If I said, I think I posted this. I don't know if I sent it to someone. My thing is, well, if you post on, like, I have a friend. You put, he posted on Facebook. He's very in favor of Trump because of taxes or some policy position or whatever. He's a really good guy. He, I actually joke, um, he is a selectman in my town and I joke, we agree on playgrounds because he wants to build more playgrounds and build a new high school and all this stuff, and I think he's a great guy, so that's fine. If you vote, uh, if you post on my Facebook, oh, I love Trump, because, you know, he'll put those Jews in their place, guess what? We're not going to be friends on Facebook anymore. So there's reasons why you can support someone, which are completely valid, and there's reasons why you can support someone 
that are not in any way valid. I feel, and and that's gonna that's gonna be a, a, a reason to to separate that friendship. So when people say they're gonna, you know, people can vote for him and they like him, or maybe they for whatever reason despise Hillary, or there's they think something happens with Hillary that's worse. But when I just look at everything he's done. It's, it's just, it's troubling to me that people can look at Trump and say, you know what, he's not that bad. Because the stuff he's done really is. And and that's the part that I struggle with. Well, my hope is that he gets uh, convicted here in November. I'm going to go to trial and he gets impeached before he even takes office. But, okay, for which thing, though? For the university or for the rape? The rape was only a civil trial. The rape was only a civil trial. And it's gone. It's been pulled again. She she backed out because people were threatening her. She backed out again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the university thing. I don't know hmm. about that, though, because... Um, Any, anyone look up if presidents can pardon themselves? ...and not really paying attention to a lot of this, except stuff that shows Our up fans. on Facebook, etc. Um, but some of my friends have posted saying, you know, don't rush to impeach Trump, because if you do, then Pence gets the job, and he's worse. Pence is... Oh, I don't know that. Pence is at least... Pence has a lot of ideas that I think are repugnant, but he's not a terrible human being. That's the thing right there, because I said that... I was talking to Gen 2. Gen 2 lives in Indiana. She loathes Mike Pence. I'm like, here's the thing. Excuse me. I didn't like George Bush's policies. George Bush was a good person. I was not one of those liberals that's like, oh, Bush is a warmonger, Bush is a you know, a war criminal, we have to, you know, put Bush in jail. Bush was a decent guy, Clinton was a decent guy, Obama was a decent guy. I think Mike Pence is a decent guy. I just think he has awful, awful, probably the worst policy positions I've ever seen. But I think he's a, he's, gee, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) But I think he's a, I think he's a decent guy. I think, I struggle with that, because I think he loves his, his dog just died. I think he loves his dog. Okay, mm-hmm. I think I, I think he felt very bad that his dog died. I think he cried when his dog died. I think he had a bad day when his dog died. I don't know what goes on in Donald Trump's head. If his dog died, I don't know if he would eat it. I, I don't know. He just he's weird. I don't know how he works. Well, but I I would guess that he probably wouldn't eat it. I don't know. I can't prove that because <laughs> he does weird things I wouldn't do. He jokes on radio about checking out naked girls who are under the age of consent. Like, who does that? Like, I, I don't know. Like, who does half the things that he does? Like, that, that's, the, that's the problem. Well, but Mike Pence, I think, is just a regular guy with awful opinions. But Yeah, well, I just, I think, like, it's a shame that we elected walking, talking, white male privilege, but we did. So, no, are there, we just no. gotta, like, we have to see what's going on. My thing is, is that he needs to be held accountable. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. And and I live in Portland, which is a very open, you know, keep Portland weird. And we've had the protesters going every night and things like that. And, and they're, and I, you know, if they want to protest, they can protest. But when they're shutting down the freeways... And people are five hours late getting home and not able to pick up their kids from childcare. Yeah, that's a problem. And and as a childcare professional, when people don't show up when you need them to show up because you have things that you need to do too, that's really tough. Right. And 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 it's really sad for me to see the things that are happening in my city. Now, I personally know one of the protesters, I believe, 
And I understand what he's trying to do, and I know that he's one of the people. Well, hopefully, he's one of the peaceful ones. But mm-hmm. it's you know, and all of these people, it he just needs to be held accountable, just like everybody else was supposed to be held accountable. But what I see is that we have this. It's almost I don't know. It's like things shut down. Oh, well, you know, wasn't it, it was the Republicans that came up with Obamacare, mm-hmm. but then they shut it down because Obama was the one that was the president at the time, so, and his name was on it. But it's exactly what they planned. Is that true? Yes. Is that what I... Yes. So, they're, you know, it's like now they're saying, oh, well, we've got everything, we've got the president and, and everything else, and so you guys just need to sit down and shut up. And that shouldn't be how it's supposed to be. Well, it's not, and that's not the way they did it. Like they're making the argument, oh, we 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 you know shut up and let Obama do whatever he wanted for eight years. Of course they did it. They wouldn't give him a Supreme Court nomination vote. They wouldn't give him so many things. I mean, I get fought him on everything, even the stuff that they cared about and wanted because it was him. I could make an argument too that it's better that the Democrats lost in 2016 because they would have lost in 2020, and that would have been worse for them. So they have an opportunity over the next four years to, to regroup and rebuild the party. They've done it before. Sometimes they failed in doing it. But, you know, the biggest loss they had in a generation was Michael Dukakis. Four years later, you got Bill Clinton. We lost with John Kerry. We got Barack Obama. So there is the chance in four years to rebuild this. And if they win in 2020, that's redistricting. That's the, the state legislatures for 10 years. So that, that would be a huge plus for the party, but they have to look at who their new voices are going to be. They've got Cory Booker, they've got Andrew Cuomo, but a lot of their standard bearers are 78 years old. So that's that's they a problem. Need to, they need to pick somebody who can ignite the base the way that Obama did. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that, you know, like it or not, and I prefer not to like it, um, Trump got the base fired up. It's right. not a particularly... He's a much more charismatic you know, person than Hillary. That's the thing. Yeah. Campaigning well, and works I, on you charisma, know, and that's not the stuff that she was good at. She's better at listening no. than talking. That's why she didn't... You know, that's why she lost to Barack Obama. I don't understand why the Democrats, why either party, let somebody who lost a major presidential election run again. Like, you lost. You don't have what it takes... Move along. Next person, please. Uh, Ryan, mm-hmm. there's questions for you in the Skype chat. What are the questions for me in the Skype chat? I can't see the Skype chat. <laughs> Maybe the questions in the Skype chat. I is can't she read. a crazy okay. person? Yes. No. Um, really this is the first question. The biggest question I have is why aren't the pro-Trumps votes, voters who disagree decrying all the violence that's going on because they all can't be... Oh, great. There's words I can't read here. Misogynist, violent, racist, xenophobes, and while, yes, Trump decried them, it took him ages, and why aren't more people freaking out about it on the right? Among all the other things he's said and done thus far. And two, if he starts trying to overturn Roe versus Wade, will he be able to? Would the SC take it up? along with the other crazy shenanigans he's trying to get legalized that's going to kill our country, planet, etc. And, of course, how the hell did he get elected in the first place? 
And why didn't we do more to stop him? Because honestly, all the protesting now is closing the barn door after the cart. And, oh, and there is that... This is like a 27 park rush. (laughs) (laughs) Who were anti-Trump? Why will they not team up with Democrats to keep him from doing crazy things? I don't know where to begin. That's literally true. I don't know where to begin. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, I can take part one. What was part one? I can't remember. I think think that there is uh, a lot of underreporting of violence, like a a lot of the media that my family consumes, or not my extended family. My father is extremely conservative. Most of my extended family are liberal. Um, It consumes an extremely right slanted. So... um, there, the way that the story gets framed is that whiny millennials are throwing a fit because their candidate didn't get elected. And, you know, all, all the Trump supporters just went back to work because they all have jobs. You know, like, there's a sense that the conservative side of the country, whether, you know, rightly or wrongly, and I, I think it's mostly wrongly, um, the conservative side of the country is the backbone of the country, the, the, the part of the country that gets gets the job done and just rolls up their sleeves and gets back to work. Um, there's a helpful part. There's that. There's, yeah, there's a there's a sense that you know that that's that's the truth. And so um, the pro- the protesting gets reported, but not necessarily um, the violence. Um, and I think if you ask the average like Trump supporter on the streets, um, they would. You know, like, don't go to the Trump supporter who is a member of the KKK who voted for him. But, like, you know, talk to Joe Schmo down the street and he would be appalled if he knew, you know, um, that that was happening. I think that's part one. What was the second question? What was the second part of the question? question. Why didn't he decry... Why hasn't he tried to put a stop to it? Basically? Because most of his supporters he's an are... He's not a politician. Well, a lot of his... Because this is the, this is the thing. Why is Steve Bannon in the White House? Because a lot of his supporters will turn against him if Steve Bannon is not in the White House. Part of his base is this very, very angry group of people who want to overthrow the government, the establishment government mm-hmm. and create a new one. So he, he can't tell them to calm down because he needs them to be fired up and angry. Which is dangerous as hell. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's playing the TV ratings game. Like, mm-hmm. he is such a, uh, 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 no, quack's not the word. Um, prima donna? Narcissist. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was, I was looking, it's not necessarily narcissist, but showman, showboater. Um, that he, you know, it's like Ryan said, he's looking for a 100% approval rating. I don't think he needs an approval rating. He just needs everybody watching him. Like, this is ultimately, this is the ultimate spotlight. And he's, you know. But the fact that he lost, the fact that he lost the, he lost the popular vote by over a million votes and the, and the, and the wedge is continuing. And he is turning on the TV and there's rallies, like, as Sue said, you know, it, it's pissing people off. People can't get their kids. They can't get home. It's, it's, it's aggravating people who are trying. It's dangerous. You know, the ambulances, I'm sure, can't get through. But when he watches that on TV, that's a force to be reckoned with. And that's the why people, why people, you know, protest. Because what if he can't do what he wants because he's going to be the first president that has civil unrest? 
Does that slow him down? Does that make someone consider not voting for the thing he wants them to vote for? Maybe it will make a difference. You don't think it will, but it might. I mean, that's the reality of it. It might give someone cold feet. It might empower someone to, to protest more. You don't know. I think Americans are way, way, way too certainty, certain of political stability. Like, we, this country was kind of like, not kind of, definitely founded on an explosive, volatile rebellion. And I think that there's been this, like, myth that we've told ourselves about the golden years of the past and, you know, peaceful power transfers and all this stuff, when really, like, a lot of our history is, like, soaked in blood and political unrest. And, you know, if you think, like, I was just talking to my dad about this, like, there were race riots in the 90s in L.A. Mm -hmm. There were, you know... I was there for that. If you think about... (laughs) Yeah. Soon backed into something, started the whole thing. It was awful. You know, if you think about, like, the shootings at Kent State, um... things Things that happened in Montgomery, Alabama in the 1960s, like, this is not a long time ago. This mm-hmm. is like people, it's not like people who lived through that are dying. Like people who lived through that, you know, are are still around. So um, this narrative that we tell ourselves that like that we, we have a very like civil democracy um, is laughable at best, delusional at worst. Um, so yeah, yeah we I do. think civil we, unrest we... is is it, you know to quote Jefferson, uh, democracy must be uh, watered with the blood of uh, patriots. I you know I I think civil unrest. I don't think people need to die, but civil unrest is uh, is part of what keeps us free. Well, what's going to happen now is people from Donald Trump from being able to do exactly what he wants to do. Well, you're going to have questions in four years with the run up to the next election. You know, will Donald Trump, you know turn over the White House, will he, you know, allow a new president to take over if, you know, Cory Booker beats him in the election, will he give up power? Because we knew that if Clinton won, which was expected, Obama would hand over power to Clinton. You know, Trump could bitch and bitch, but he wasn't part of that process. Now, if Trump's the one in charge of the White House, will he walk out the door? We don't know. I would hope so, because he wants a high well, approval we, rate. But we don't know that about anybody. You don't know that for yeah. sure. About you usually do. Like, this is you the know? thing. Who are these people who thought Obama wasn't going to walk out the door? Nobody. I, you know, no, some, no, some people did. Some, that's not fair. Some people absolutely thought he would not walk out the door. They, they, they would, they would bet all of their children on the fact that Obama would not walk out well, the door. The I'm hoping that, to that this Jones. presidency mm-hmm. is just like any of the number of companies that he started and then neglected. Mm-hmm. Like, just, I hope he gets bored with gets it and willingly and gives it up. The other people run stuff. Well, didn't he already say? Although the people something? he's picking are scary. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he already say something like, oh, I don't know, I'll be president for two years or maybe four years or maybe six years or maybe eight years? He said that the Is scope it, of the job yeah. was unexpected. He didn't know that you had to replace the White House staff. Did he not watch the West Wing? Apparently Probably not. not. That's a very liberal. That was the whole season. <laughs> okay, well, I just, I want to say it's this on the about failing Obama, NBC. With, Why would with your, <laughs> what you're saying about people thinking, wondering whether or not he would leave the White House. Love him or hate him, that man is classy. Mm-hmm. And 
there was never any doubt in my mind that he was going to make this transition, whichever transition it was going to be, as seamless as he possibly can. Well, the thing yeah, is, that's the kind of person he is. And he drives the Democrats crazy because the Democrats want him to be partisan. They want him to go off on Stephen Bannon, and they want him to 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 be the voice for the Democrats who are otherwise voiceless at the moment. And he won't do it because he's the president first. I've been joking on Twitter tonight that he should become the chair of the DNC because he's going to be living in Washington for two years. He has nothing going on, and he's a fairly successful politician. So, like, like maybe he yeah. could help, but obviously he won't because he's the president first, and the president doesn't do that. And and that's just the yeah. the, the strangeness of it. I don't, but the, but the thing which drives me nuts, and and you know, but there are people who think Obama would do the worst. They they put these things up every couple of years every couple of years, every couple of days on Facebook. And it will be like an article linking to the fact that Obama isn't, he, Obama says he's not going to move out of the White House when this term's up. No, my daughter has a couple more years in school and we're just going to stay. And you see the, the posts from people, a lot of them who have Confederate flags in their icons, which still scares me, who are going on and on about how that, N, that you know, N-word has to get out of the White House, you know, take his wife with them, blah, 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 blah. blah. And it's like no one gets it's fake. Right. No one knows so many things that are that are not true that people are passing on. You know, they read something and then it it, it goes, yeah. and then they read something else, and it, and nobody people bothers. People share something for the headline that. and don't actually read the whole thing. Right. <laughs> They're not bothering to do any of the fact checking or anything like that. So, I mean, I can see where things get misconstrued and lost and and stuff like that. I mean. You know, what did I see the other day? I saw Trump not only has all the, and I can't say electoral for anything, it's always electrical, um, and has the popular vote too, which obviously isn't true, but that's the headline. And people are passing that around because they see what they want to see and that's what they're sharing instead of checking. Yeah. A lot of it also... Confirmation bias is a strong, powerful force. Yeah. Something that I've been thinking of a little bit um, is a diagram that came up when we were having our last election about how cyclical our government is, and it seems like yours are too. And they they made this little uh, diagram with arrows, and it's like, um, elect liberals, arrow. Get mad at liberals. Elect conservatives. Arrow. Get mad at conservatives. Mm-hmm. Elect liberals. <laughs> and so on. And that seems to be what yeah. you guys are doing, too. There'll be, at most, two terms of one party and then flip to the other one. Because mm-hmm. something went wrong or everything's not going perfectly. Well, you had Brexit in England. So now you had the Trump election. But and everyone's like, oh, you know, for, in Germany will be next. But if you look at it, Joe Biden would have won this election. Bernie Sanders would have won this election. Mm-hmm. Trump Trump won by the fewest votes of any Republican um, presidential candidate. I haven't looked at the numbers in the last couple of days. I think since 1988. He, I, the last time I looked, he had fewer votes than Mitt Romney, who lost. Mm-hmm. He, he's not, he wasn't popular. The reason that Hillary lost the election, Hillary won a million more votes. She just didn't win enough votes in the industrial um, Midwest. Or the former industrial Midwest. People who felt that Obama's economy didn't work for them voted for Donald Trump, in part because they didn't like Hillary Clinton, 
and she came to town with a twelve thousand dollars suit on. And quite frankly, that just okay. Really Trump lives in like gold plated hotel rooms. Yeah. So how does that he called himself make a, him a any blue more relatable? He because he, he called himself a blue collar millionaire and he wore a he wore a hat. He wore a baseball cap. Fucking ugly, make America great again hat. Yay. Yeah, he ruined red hats for like the next hundred years. We're never going to be able to wear those again. But I do wonder. Wear hats anyhow, right? But yeah, okay. yeah. But I do keep coming back to the whole because the, the whole college educated, non college educated thing. Because the interesting thing about the election is Hillary was supposed to win the college educated vote, and Trump was supposed to win the non college educated vote. And that's the only that happened for anyone. I know for white voters, he won everything, but I don't even think that happened for female voters. Uh, he, I believe he won female college-educated voters. I'm not sure that was as big of a gender breakdown as people thought there would be. It wasn't. It, he, he pretty much won almost across the board. In the Hispanic vote, he won more than, like, he won, like, 30% of the Hispanic vote. Really? That would be more like 15. He, so, like, the numbers just skewed. So I think I think part of it is, like, what she said, I think part of it is because people didn't want to tell the pollsters who they were voting for. I think the pollsters weren't properly measuring people anyway. Um, and I think people, I think there were last-minute deciders, and they usually go for stability. This time they went for change. And I think a lot of people who, they, yeah. they interviewed a lot of the, um, the, the kids out there who are protesting. Did you vote? No. See, that's ridiculous. Yeah. If you didn't vote, you don't get to protest. Mm -hmm. That I don't get. You're going to bother to show up for a protest, which is more work, than to just go vote. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. If you don't vote, you don't get to <coughs> cry and, and, you know, you had to turn down. I understand that that, be, oh, I know. And I understand that, like, the high with you. That, that walked up and yeah. couldn't vote, but... You need to vote. If you want to have a say in what's going on, you need to vote. And if you didn't vote, then you don't get to cry about it because you didn't do your due process. Yeah. Your due process. Well, I think, uh, honestly, I don't think that the way that the media handled this election No, the media helped. screwed it all up. They, they were the ones well, that did most of the damage. I think so because there was this, like, they never took Donald Trump seriously. And I think you always take a would-be demagogue seriously. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, you always take somebody who says the kind of things that he says seriously. Because, you know, he might... You know, he might yeah. be saying things that offend all of us down to our core. But there are people who see what he's saying... And go, well, yeah, like, uh, of course that makes sense. Like, you know, if you can't get work in the middle of nowhere, if, you know, if you can't get work in the auto plant, like, you have to have some, you don't have to, but an easy way to direct your anger is, like, at the undocumented immigrant. They're not here legally. They shouldn't be here. You know, it's like, in your mind, it makes it, you know, yeah. it, it makes sense, you know? Um, the thing that John Stewart said, that, it that, like I said, it was an hour long and I didn't watch it all, but the parts that I saw, he totally made sense. He said, if you're listening to the radio and all the radio is saying, they're taking your jobs, they're taking your jobs, they're taking your jobs, they're coming in and they're terrorists, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, then Trump looks really good because Trump's the one saying, we're not letting them in, we're not, you know, 
totally made sense to me that that was why people were doing what they were doing because of the way that it it's been flipped. And I mm-hmm. I kind of hope, you know, this is the Hufflepuff in me is that I'm looking for the silver lining and I kind of hope that maybe something will come out of it that's going to rain back the media somehow. Because it's like, you know, can we go back to the parts where they have to, like, have documentation of this stuff before they start spewing it? And, you know, back, it seems like they just say whatever they want to say and people follow it. Well, the Democratic Party has to decide who they want to be the party for because we have the Electoral College. If we didn't have the Electoral College, they could be the party of the elites on the coasts because there's more than enough of those people to get them elected because Hillary's still at 1 million votes over the top and it's, it's still going because California just is an endless supply of votes for her. But to win the electoral college, she either needs to sweep the, um, the, the Rust Belt, which she lost, or she needs to win Florida in, in uh, North Carolina, which she lost. So there's a few different avenues for her. Um, if she had held the Rust Belt, she would have won the election by eight votes. Um, and she lost by what, 54 or 37 or whatever. Um, because she won a couple of other states. But the thing is, is that they have to decide who they want to be. So when you look at the breakdown, you've got the, you've got, um, you know, probably college educated white collar voters, you know, in Colorado and Virginia, in New Mexico, in, in California, you have the elites, the rich people on the coasts. You have a lot of blue collar workers, non, um, non college educated workers, and they all want different things. So it's who do you put up there? Like Joe Biden could do it. Someone like like Bernie Sanders could do it. Donald Trump apparently could do it. You need someone up there who appeals to two very different groups. And like when Hillary tried to do it, she worked for the elite side. But again, I'll just say it. When you walk in there with that $12,000 blazer and you're standing in a room of blue collar non-college educated people who just want a job and you're trying to say that you're going to make it better, they're not going to believe you. So who are they put up next? What person do they have? Yeah, I think she had a good enough answer on trade. You can't walk into Flint, Michigan and talk about keeping NAFTA going. You know, like, mm-hmm. she just didn't understand. She doesn't understand that crowd. Now, here's my question. Does Donald Trump have an answer for that crowd? No, of course he doesn't, Ryan. Like, he didn't have an answer you know, for anybody. But they voted for no, him. No, on anything. He's very good about I, sidestepping actually answering questions. Yeah. But they, that, I guess that's the thing. So she had an answer that they didn't like. He didn't have an answer right. at all. Did they vote for hope? Maybe he'll think of something. Did they vote because they just wanted to try something different, hoping it would work? Like, that's the thing. It's not that they voted for some for a better idea. They voted for nothing, hoping to God it turned into something. But you said earlier, would you argue that those Rust Belt voters that, you know, the Obama economy hasn't helped, do you think they are now, like, if they had the opportunity to vote for Obama again, do you think they would? I think he would go in and make a more convincing case than Hillary did. I think he would go in and he would try. Because what did Michigan, she lost by 16,000 votes. Well, because I'm asking because a lot of Trump's campaign was, you know, Obama has ruined this country and Hillary is more of the same. He has a 58% approval rating. 
In part because <clears throat> no one likes the other two. I think he would have gone in. I think he would have fought for them better. I think he would have gone to every single town hall in Michigan, and he would have just talked to people and talked to people and mm-hmm. talked to people. And I think he would have probably won Michigan by a lower amount than he did in 2008 and 2012. But I think he would have won Michigan. I think he would have mm-hmm. won Wisconsin. I think he would have won Pennsylvania and Florida and probably not North Carolina. Cause well, and, and Obama had Biden. I mean, you can't underestimate the value of somebody like that on the ticket, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Kane, I think, managed to piss off a lot of, like, Catholics that could have gone either way. Um, I don't know. I just... I don't think he gave her anything. I don't know. Yeah, no. I don't think Tim Kane Tim Gain gave her nothing. Away. Gave her nothing as a candidate. I, I, if, if she was trying to go for the left center, that was a mistake. I think she should have done, you know, uh, what's her name? Elizabeth Warren. The far Elizabeth. left. Warren, yeah. yeah. It was interesting if Joe Biden had been the nominee, he said he was going to pick Elizabeth Warren as his vice president. He said that? He said, yeah, he said if I ran, I was going to pick Elizabeth. Like the two of them together. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden and the Rust Belt with Elizabeth Warren, they would have... Oh, yeah. Well, there's your 20... That makes sense to me, because... 20... 2020? Right? No, I don't think... I think Biden's... 70, no, I don't they'll think be 78 and 72. Yeah. Well, Bernie's already well, saying... Biden would be your left center. Mm-hmm. So... But that's the thing. They're, 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 they're pushing 80. Like, who's the new... Yeah. Who, that's the, that's what they have to figure out. They've got Cory Booker, they've got Amy Klobuchar, they've got a few, but they don't have the legislative bench to pull people out of the woodwork to run on national tickets anymore. And they're reluctant. Well, I feel the same way about Republicans. Like, I think the reason, part of the reason why Trump won is because the Republican, the traditional Republican representative was so, like, like shallow and milk toast. Like, you want me to pick between who and who and who? This is the, the, this is the thing I hate about your former party. This is the thing that sucks about your former party. I was talking to someone today. I, the, the governor of Massachusetts is a Republican. He has an 80% approval rating. He could never get on a national ticket. 2012, John Huntsman was the most qualified Republican who would have beat Obama in a walk they would not nominate him. Most people don't even know who the hell he is. Every time there's someone qualified who could actually unite the country and win, they never win them. Like, there were so many Republicans... Because in the primaries, you have to pander to your base. And then, all of a sudden, you have the most extreme of your party. And now they're going up... You know, it's just... Jeb Bush would have won 45% of the Hispanic vote if he were on the national ticket. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just see you can't be in the middle and run as a Republican anymore, which is just stupid. Like, that's why, you know, and and to be honest with you, the Democrats aren't that left. You know, like, establishment Republicanism is not that liberal. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just getting mad now. <laughs> well, we, I really have have not get mad. we only have five minutes left of our podcast, so let me talk about Ella's stories, because I promised that I would talk about them on the podcast. 
Okay. We'll have to do an in, uh, insert at the beginning saying, if you don't want to listen to politics, <laughs> skip to one hour and a half. <laughs> College educated brothers, friend or foe. Skip to the end. Uh, if I never hear white college educated women again in my lifetime, I'll be <sighs> too, it'll be too soon. So, because the uh, forum and the podcast 10 year anniversary is coming up uh, in January and February, we're trying to get more interest on the forum, which sort of almost worked. And we had a Halloween ball. Trying. Brian's trying. God love Brian. He's trying really hard, but it's it's not working as he would, I don't think. Well, it was the it was the days before Facebook. We had the forum. Now we all talk in different ways. Since I know we have Facebook. Um, I thought it would be really fun to do a, a writing thing, and I thought it would be fun to bring in Ella because it was her first birthday mm-hmm. on Halloween. So we did a writing thing, and we asked people to. Write stories for Ella. And we had five stories that came in. The fifth one came in after the voting started. No, I didn't uh, see that. Or she probably would have won, because she always does. <coughs> uh, so we had, Circuit means everything I don't have words for, which was a cute little story about how Ryan used the West Wing to woo Danielle. <laughs> Happened. And, uh, <laughs> It, it was actually really cute. I liked it a lot. Um, Large Brain Math, which is a story of uh, Ella doing accidental magic. I love that Ella does a lot of accidental magic in these. The best birthday gifts come in a blue box, which was a really cute one where Ella is dating. Um, I did not appreciate that one nearly as much as the other one. I was not comfortable, though. <laughs> <laughs> And then, um, we had the family meeting, which was a, a story of Ryan trying to get a very, very cranky, tired Ella to fall asleep and heads over to the forum where he hasn't been in forever and nobody's there. And he ends up falling asleep in, in the great hall. And Ella steals his wand and starts doing accidental magic. We had a lot of accidental magic in there. And a very silly story, which was uh, a fun story that incorporated a lot of old forum members here and there. Um, that again ended up as a, in a birthday party, if I recall. I was say we should probably edit this so people who can probably read them if they want. Probably leave out the endings of how they. Uh... Oh yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So we had a vote, and the family meeting. Uh, one, it was a little bit longer than almost all the rest of them. We talked about reading the winner on air, but as that was the really long one, I don't think we're going to do it. But please, if you're interested in any of these, I'll edit out the bottoms of the ends so you guys don't know. Uh, drop by the forum. They are in the room of requirement. And they're very cute. They're... They are uh, in fantastic fanfics and where to find them under the reading group. And they were fun. So. And they were, they were very cute. I liked them all. I think my favorite was the one where I fell asleep and all stole my wand. I think that was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one that won. It was the one that won. There you go. Yeah. That was my favorite. They were quite good. 
I meant to vote, but I came too late, apparently. So I think what we decided from this podcast is we're all going to go live with Scott now. <laughs> or to New Zealand with my mother. Yeah. Well, we could just take a four-year vacation, we right? Uh, you might have to run up your hotel bills. Actually, yeah. actually. <laughs> it's unfortunate that the last three presidents have been two-termers. Mm. Mm. It's trembling. I don't think he has the stamina for it. <laughs> we'll see what happens. He did, he did get tired out during all the debates. After like 90 minutes, he was dead. All right, so uh, with that, I think it's time to uh, draw this episode of The Point of View Weekly to a close, and then Bob would have something inspirational to say here. I can't think of what it was, because it's been too long since we've done one of these. So with that, Uh I'm Ryan. Danielle. I'm Scott. I'm Sue. I'm (laughs) Keith. We still got it. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. (laughs) And we are Point of View Weekly.